Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America Wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Closing in on 106 at Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Hour number two of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. Oilers Now brought to you by Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operator place to buy office technology and software. In this hour, uh, longtime NHL uh, senior executive Scott Housen, who was GM in Columbus and twice had stints as assistant general manager of the Edmonton Oilers. He is now the American Hockey League president and CEO. And we'll also hear from my play-by-play partner, uh, Jack or uh, Cam Moon. Cam's on today. Jack's on tomorrow. Uh, we will tell you that keep texting us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors. 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. Open Monday to Saturday as we head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino hotline. The River Cree Resort and Casino excitement. Bet on it. Our Oilers now headliner today for Wilhock Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock. W-I-L-H-A-U-K. Okay, today we welcome back Scott Housen. Hello, Scott. How you doing? I'm good, Bob. How are you today? Pretty good. Uh, went down to watch uh, rookie camp. Dmitry Samarukov was pretty noticeable to me. He um, he's a big kid. He's he's yeah, a big man. he's yeah. now a big man, Scott. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I think I think the Oilers have been good with the patience with him, and uh, you know some players just take a little longer, and he had some fits and starts, and you know was really good in Russia, uh, the Russian national teams, and, and under eighteen and, and World Juniors, and kind of struggled his first year in the American League. So, uh, so this is probably the right time for him to start emerging, and uh, I'm sure. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to speak for anybody, but uh, probably a little bit in the American League, then he might be ready to go. Uh, now, you before going to the AHL, you were in a development role for the Oilers after, uh, for a number of years, being the assistant GM before going to Columbus as a GM, then returning to the organization. Um, and one of the things that we've seen here is uh, some of the work that's been done by Jay Woodcroft and the Oilers maybe, uh, maybe doing a little bit better job developing players, Scott, in the past, and 
were we starting to maybe see some of that come to fruition just as you were uh, exiting the organization to take on this gig with the AHL? Yeah, I, I, I really was. I was excited about a lot of our prospects, and uh, and I could see the growth in the American League. And, and uh, you know, I mean, I don't have to tell you the, the defense prospects that were that were on their way at the time when I was there, Bouchard, Broberg, Samarukov, uh, even guys like Kemp and, uh, and Deharnay and Kesselring. I mean, I was excited about all of them in terms of at least being good pros. Uh, and then you get them into pro and you see where they go. And, you know, a lot of the time it's, it's up to them. It's not up to uh, the coach or, you know, the, we, 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 the teams give them all the resources and then it's up to them and how bad do they want it. And uh, I just think there, when I left, there was a, a nice young stable of defense there that I was really excited about. All right. Uh, you had kind of a, a, a strange uh, odyssey here over the last, uh, what's it been, about 16 or 18 months since you found out that you are going to take on the, uh, the, the role and uh, take over from uh, Andrews as the uh, HL president and CEO, Scott? Yeah, I, I, I found out in February of 2020, then the pandemic hit. Um, you know, we all know it hit a month later. I didn't actually start. Uh, you know, I started in May one, and I took over officially in July one. So it's been uh, it's been you know 15 months in uh, dealing with this, and we all thought that you know we were going to be out of it. If you had asked me two or three months ago, I'd, I would have said we were well on our way to being out of it. But that's not the case, and the variants taken over, and we're all dealing with it, and we're going to have to deal with it. Looks like for a long time. Today, Bill Daly said that the NHL uh, expects to have players at about a 98% vaccination rate, 99% in that range. May only have, uh, but this is by the start of the season, uh, may only have 15 players unvaccinated. How challenging, I guess the first question I have for you pertaining to your role, uh, Scott, uh, with the American Hockey League as president and CEO, how challenging is it? dealing with all of the you know you have uh federal rules in canada and the united states but then you have state rules in the states and in canada and you have teams in both countries and in a multitude of states and provinces how much of yeah yeah. sorry go ahead no no how, how much of your time is spent navigating around that scott um, well, there's 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 a fair amount of time navigating around. What I'd say is that most of the time is spent dealing with making sure uh, that we're going to be able to cross the border with our teams uh, both ways. And you know, there's not a lot of turnaround time in our league, Bob. Sometimes you know, Toronto will play. They'll play on a Friday night at home, and they'll be in Rochester the next day, uh, the next night. So you know you have to be ready for that. There's testing that has to get involved, that that has to be done. Uh, perhaps going both ways. Right now, for sure, you have to test. You have to have a, a negative COVID test uh, 72 hours before you enter into Canada. Um, so uh, there, there's lots of things that our teams have to think about, and we're, we're trying to help them and, and navigate that and. And uh, and so it, it can get complicated, but you just keep working through it one day at a time and you deal with the issues as they come. As it stands right now, Scott, in the American Hockey League, um, is there full access to fans in every centre? Uh, well, I guess not in Laval right now. Uh, I would say uh, in the States, yes. And now some teams uh, have put vaccination rules in or negative test rules in. I know Syracuse put you can't come in the rink unless you're vaccinated. Um, so, uh, so there's different rules for some of our teams. But, um, you know, other than Laval, and I'm not sure about all the Canadian 
uh, teams, uh, what the specific rules are there. I think Alberta is full goal, isn't it? Uh, you have to, well, as of yesterday, you have to apply for an exemption. But so what, what's okay. going gonna to happen in Edmonton is you have to have proof of vaccination or uh, the what the orders released about three weeks ago is a negative test uh, 48 hours prior. Now, the province with this exemption said uh, full vaccination, uh, you know, basically private organizations can apply for an exemption and the exemption's got to be connected okay. to having a okay. Pri- okay. private, uh, you, you know, you got to have full vaccination or 72 hours but what the orders put out was 48 hours about three weeks ago so right and i think i i don't think ontario we have two teams in ontario they haven't completely decided yet um and then uh, there's laval and montreal that i think are restricted and uh I'm, I'm pretty sure bc might be restricted a little bit too although i'm not i'm not sure about bc and manitoba right now so we're, we're gonna have to find out exactly what what the rules are there but you know what the rules change all the time anyway so uh we just go day by day and we make sure that we're uh we're on top of it and we're gonna we're, we'll be ready we don't play till o- october 16th okay so um so, so you got we've, a month. Got, we've got we've got time to figure it out but uh but more importantly, it's it's for me, it's making sure our teams are prepared to cross the border and that we can, in fact, cross the border. And it looks like right now we can. So. Okay. Uh, now, and you can educate our listeners here, the the NHL players of the NHLPA, is there an association or a union for uh, minor pro players? There is. It's called the Professional Hockey Players Association. And as soon as a player, whether you're on a... NHL contract or AHL contract, as soon as you get assigned to the American League, you, you become part of their union. Okay. And is there, I, I know that there's an NHL and NHLPA agreement that's got basically two different standards, one for vaccinated players, one for ac- uh, unvaccinated players. Has that conversation taken place between the American Hockey League and that, uh, that association? Um, yes, we've talked to them. We've okay. talked to them, and we're we're right in the middle. We were waiting for the NHL protocols to drop, and they dropped uh, September second. Okay, and we're we're drafting ours, and it's actually going to going to go out for comments probably tomorrow to some of our stakeholders, including the Professional Hockey Players Association for comments, and then hopefully by this time next week we'll have final protocols that will. We'll be ready to go, and there will be different rules between for vaccinated and unvaccinated players and individuals and uh, and uh, and whatnot. So, you know, a lot of our protocols will follow what the NHL has done. So, uh, if you're a staff member for the Oilers Entertainment Entertainment Group, like I am, you have to be vaccinated. That comes with the territory, and and we knew because we. If you know, you're going to get near the players, if you're going to get near the players, and under our rules, I, I mean, there's some organizations that have just said yes, you have to be vaccinated. But under our rules, yeah, if you're going to get near the players or the coaches or the team traveling party you have to be vaccinated and that comes with the territory if you're going to travel you, you had to know uh, that was coming what's so last year you, i mean you would have had organizations lose money what just uh, what's the split between nhl affiliated teams that are actually owned by the nhl team and then teams that are privately uh, owned by American Hockey League operators uh, that then partner with the NHL. What do you know? What that is off the top of your head? Yeah, it's uh, we have 32 teams. Uh, one team's not playing. That's Seattle's team in Palm Springs. They open up next year, so they are NHL owned. But of the 31 remaining teams, we have 11 
that are independently owned and uh, 20 that are uh, 20 that are NHL owned. There's is there's no salary cap like uh, I know that everybody we yesterday we had Mike Rupp on talking about the Danbury uh, Trashers in the UHL. Have you seen that uh, documentary by the way on Netflix? I haven't yet. I've got to I've got to watch that. You yet. got you you'd get it. a chuckle over that. Uh, it, it, there's no like is there a, is there a salary cap for the uh, 11 privately owned teams? Like I believe is Hershey one of the privately owned teams? They are. Yeah, there's no salary cap. Teams can uh, teams can spend whatever they want, and and this is all worked out. I mean, for the 11 independent teams, um, you know, they work this out with their with their NHL affiliate, and they pay them at, at a fee for the players, and then the NHL team usually takes care of the players. So it's usually in the hands of the NHL team about you know what what they want to spend on their American League team. Yeah, it's it's it, it's interesting to me, right? Because one of the things that Bakersfield has done is uh, you know, as an example, Brad Malone and Adam Cracknell are not on NHL contracts, but they're being looked after in NHL deals. And, and that's one of the ways you can kind of uh, provide a little bit more uh, depth to organizations and help in terms of, uh, you know, having some older veteran moxie to go along, Scott, with some of those younger developing prospects and maybe taking some of the pressure and heat off those kids. Yeah, that's quite common in the American League that you you get some players to agree to AHL contracts. You're only allowed 50 contracts, you notice, and, uh, and 50 NHL contracts. So you don't want to bump up against that because you might want to pick up a guy on waivers or make a three-for-one trade or something at some point. So you never want to get right to 50. You want to be in the mid-40s and at the most probably. So uh, you, if you can get a Cracknell or another player like that on um, on an AHL contract, then you're not bringing an NHL contract. And they provide tremendous leadership. I was at the uh, Pacific Division playoffs last year, and, and Cracknell was tremendous for their team uh, and really provided great leadership. And you could see how important he was to their group. So um, uh, those, those types of players are invaluable in the American Hockey League. Scott Housen, American Hockey League president and CEO, joining us here in Oilers now. Scott, by the way, uh, one of the guys that played in Danbury, though they did not feature him in the documentary, was John Morasti. And when you were GM of Columbus, you ended up putting him in a, uh, Syracuse, didn't you? Yes, he was part of our team in Syracuse. Yeah, and uh, he was—he uh, became a fan favorite in Syracuse. A <laughs> very specified role, suffice to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, and uh, and uh, he did it well, Bob. Yeah, that's all. We're gonna, it was a different time. All right, hey, did you have to? Uh, so you go, you spent all those years in in Columbus, and uh, you know, which is the hotbed of Ohio State football. Uh, where is the American Hockey League uh, head office now based? It's in Springfield, Massachusetts, which is just north, 20 minutes north of Hartford, and uh, and it's been here for a long time. It's been here for uh, I, I can't I don't know that it's been here since our existence, which is about 85 years, but it's certainly been here for 50 or 60 years. So um, uh, this is where it, uh, it is, and that's where I am presently. And how's how's the move gone for you? I mean, you know, how's how's your family handle that? Uh, I know you're are all I think your kids are all. Uh, they're all are they all out of the house now in school or moved on to their professional careers? Yeah, for the most part, they're in college or um, and so you know it was a good time for me to move. Um, actually, my wife and I decided that we weren't going to move until our last uh, daughter went to college and she went. Uh, uh, this is her second year away, so it was a good time to move and and we've picked up and we're here and we're happy and we're uh, we still got a lot to do with the house, but. Uh, all, all is good. Is it a different? I mean, when you're when you're in Columbus, it's all about OSU football, Ohio State football. Uh, how different is it in Springfield? 
sports-wise? Yeah, it's a lot. I guess the most interesting thing I, I'd say to you is that when I would drive around Columbus, you would never see, uh, or very rarely would you see a um, a net, a street hockey net out in a driveway. And you drive around Springfield, and it's you know it's quite common here that you see uh, street hockey nets out and kids playing. So uh, you're in you're in a little bit more hockey country uh, in New England, it, and it, and that's no surprise. It, New England has been a traditional U.S. hockey bed, hotbed for a long time. Right. Right. And for the listeners that aren't aware, Eddie Shore, uh, did he not own that team in Springfield like forever? Yeah, he was a big part of Springfield, a big part of hockey. But yeah, big part of big part of the American League, big part of Springfield hockey. Yes. And then you got Boston University and Boston College. Do you miss being? I mean, now now you got to worry about thirty-two teams, Scott. Do you miss being affiliated with just one? Well, I miss. I, I mean, there's certain parts of it you miss, and then you miss the people. Like I was, uh, you know, when Kenny took over, I, I thought that uh, it was going to be really good for me, and I, I had a good relationship with Kenny because we were both GMs and and not far away from each other. So, uh, but but this opportunity was too good to pass up, and I'm I'm really really happy in the job that I have. It's a challenge. It's something different than I've ever done, and uh, I like challenges, so uh, very happy where I am. And uh, is there opportunity for growth for the league? I mean, I, you just went off, you know, a, a real tough scenario. I I don't even know how many buildings actually had fans in them down there last year during the season. Obviously, there was none in Canada, but, uh, you know, it's, you're going to have to be rebuilding the brand a little bit, aren't you, for the AHL here over the next couple yeah, years? Yeah, it, it, it's going to be a challenge for our team. We had some fans in some markets last year, but you know there were caps for the most part um, on on how many they could have. So it was it was a tough year for everybody. But we got the season in, um, you know, with with the NHL's help and our AHL owner stepped up. And now it's uh, hopefully we'll we'll start rebuilding and 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 start getting people back in. I don't know if there's going to be some hesitancy to get back into arenas or not. We'll have to find that out. Our our our, our owners and our teams are very positive and optimistic and things are moving well so um so hopefully we'll just continue in that direction well uh, i spent a little bit of time in palm springs palm desert back in 1986 87 uh, uh kudos to seattle for place that's a that's a pretty nice place to <laughs> i i don't think they'll have any problem recruiting uh, hl veterans to go on their on uh, hl deals and not <laughs> at the end of their career if you know what i'm saying scott much appreciated uh, we'll catch up down the road okay Good, Bob. Thanks. Thanks for having me. You bet. That is Scott Housen. He's the president and CEO of the American Hockey League. Uh, two different stints in Oilers uh, management. Uh, was part of the group with Kevin Lowe that uh, built a team for the 06 playoff run. And yes, it was a bit of a surprising run. Then he went to Columbus in 07, was their general manager, uh, or had Rick Nash request a trade. Columbus got a pretty good return on that trade, by the way. Uh, several of the players that were part of uh, the upset over Tampa Bay a couple of years ago with Columbus were actually acquired uh, by uh, Scott Housen, who was uh, let go during the lockout season of 12-13 in around February of 2013. And then he returned to the Oilers uh, like three weeks to a month later. And I, I know for a fact, and you may have gotten a hint there, uh, but uh, there were three or four other teams that uh, had, had sort of uh, looked at, at bringing him in as well. Uh, was with the Oilers, uh, had moved in kind of a development role under 
uh, Ken Holland, and part of his job was looking at prospects, and and these would be the prospects that would not be on the American Hockey League. So many of you have heard Scott on a fairly regular basis because we tried to catch up with him about every six weeks when he'd uh, make trips to Europe to get updates on some of the European prospects and some of the NCAA college uh, prospects as well. It is 124 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you. During the season, all season long, uh, the Orders Now Injury Reports brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. We will tell you. Yesterday, the Orders make an official Dylan Holloway will miss minimum the next three months after getting surgery on his uh, wrist. Um, they put that out yesterday. Uh, we'll take a quick timeout. Scott Housen, by the way, was our headliner today for Wilhock Beef Jerky. Just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. You're listening to now. Hi, this is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chat. Leon Dreisaitl, number two in scoring last season, led the NHL, won the Art Ross year before, and the MVP, uh, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, won two in NHL scoring for the last three seasons overall. Just heard for Scott Housen. Uh, on Thursday, starting in October, Kevin Weeks will join us for our friends at Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service electrical prefabrication and solar. And there's an old saying in the car business, cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin is committed to providing unequaled automotive excellence, resulting in completely satisfied lifetime customers. If you currently have a vehicle that you're not using enough payments or an interest rate that's too high, vehicle you may want to sell, refinance, or trade in for something different, go visit Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford or give them a call 1-877-477-3673 or visit BrentRidge.com Sparky Kev says, Bob, thanks for mentioning the uh, documentary yesterday about the Danbury Trashers. It's on Netflix. I watched it last night. What a wild story. A shame it was only one year, but made it for a great watch. Highly recommended. I actually think uh, that the Galantes had the team for two. Um, so it kind of spanned a two-year run. But, yeah, it was uh, a crazy, crazy story. And there's other stories out there. Somebody made a good point yesterday that uh, the scenario in which they're in Flurry ended up with uh, the Horse Lake Thunder. Uh, that was a pretty interesting year during the lockout year in 04, 05. We've heard stories about what happens over in the KHL as well. Uh, interesting to say at least. Brandon, I, I, I can't reiterate the point more of Sam Arukov. He looked like a man today. I'm not saying he looked like the man. I mean, uh, I had to leave to get back to the studio here. Uh, but he's that's a, that, that's a, that's a big guy in defense. And the Oilers, it's interesting. Take a look at the size of Tampa Bay's. I know they got Hedman. But Cernak was a bit of a surprise there. Uh, the Lightning have got a bigger D, right? They got Sergachev. And the, how good was that trade for Drouin? And the Oilers, Bouchard six foot, Darnell Nurse six four, Bouchard six two, uh, Broberg six foot four, Samarukov six foot three and thick. Um, they're going to have some size in the defense as they transition some of these guys to the pros. It's going to be exciting, exciting times to say the least. Tell you what. We're going to go off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell when we come back. Mooner, Cam Moon joins us here in Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.